0: I know, I know, I said I would do three episodes last week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I only did Monday, Wednesday, but you know what? Things happen, and my schedule is just all over the place, and I didn't do it, and I didn't keep my word, and I let you down, I let me down, so I'm gonna make a valiant effort this week to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show, or shows, plural, um... Because I am. And, but you know what? Don't hold me to it, because I might not do Wednesday. I might even cut out halfway through today, but I don't think I'm going to do that, because once I start once I start something, I don't like to, you know, not finish it, because that's not the kind of girly I am. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to offer my apologies for those of you who are waiting with bated breath for a front episode after, of course, and I didn't even get to cover the and Just Like That episode 9 episode, which I will talk about a little bit here. In today's episode, but before I get into everything that is euphoria and just like that, the weekend stories, Rihanna's pregnancy, which is so exciting, Eric Dane talking about Cal Jacobs' insane ending in episode 4 of Euphoria season 2, I want to say good morning everybody, happy Monday, So I Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture, once again, here to deliver you some juicy, salacious, fabulous, iconic, very nice stories. Um, even though I say juicy and salacious, I never talk ill of my fave celebs because I, that's not the kind of girly I am. I like to talk, you know, just spit facts. Well, facts that are reported via TMZ, E!, you know, uh, Page Six, People Magazine, all the outlets that cover, you know, sort of the trending popular topics of the day. Excuse me. But, um, you know, I'm caffeinated. I'm sitting here right now with my I smoke a latte from Bricks and Scones on Larchmont Boulevard. For those of you who know, if you, know you know, if you don't know them, well, that's okay. You might not live in SoCal, but because we all live all over the place. That's the kind of world we live in. Um, I had a fabulous weekend. Obviously, I'm still reeling off of the high that is episode four of Euphoria season two, which means sadly there's only four more episodes left of season two, which is, you know, the way the cookie crumbles. I miss the days. You know when shows were twenty two to twenty four episodes long, like Gossip Girl, for example. I I just rewatched. Well, I am in the midst of rewatching the show. I watched season one and season two, and they're like twenty eighteen to like twenty four episodes a season. Like that's the kind of content I yearn for, I crave. But I guess we're you know in the age of streaming. They can't do that because first of all, it's too much money, and second of all, I I just I don't even know, but. I love it. I mean, if Euphoria was 24 episodes, I think I'd be really happy because I can't get enough of uh, Cindy Sweeney and our girl Barbie Fiera, of course, Queen Zendaya, and just the icon that is Alexa me. So I don't know. But anyways, I hope you all had a fabulous weekend. What's new in the world these days? Lots. I feel like so much is new in the world these days. There's just a lot of pitter potter, a lot of, you know, volatile stress with the Stock market, the Dow, the Nasdaq, and all that nonsense. But I'm not here to talk about finances because I'm not that. You know what? I'm not even going to throw anybody under the bus right now because I was going to say something about this well known Instagram man who is very harsh towards billionaires and, you know, sort of obsessively posts how the whole financial system is rigged. And if you know who I'm talking about, then you are my people. I don't particularly like this person because I think he's just. He's kind of like Bernie Sanders. It's like, we get it. You're jealous of Jeff Bezos' billions. You don't have billions. You're jealous. You can't be jealous of someone's success. If you want the success, go out and do it yourself, girl. And if you don't, then just enjoy your life, girl. Um, but, you know, I'm not a financier. I'm not, you know, what is it called? Fidelity. Not Fidelity. F- uh, oh, Forbes! Forbes. Although, you guys remember when Forbes was, like, having all the controversy with Kylie Jenner because they said she was, like, a, you know, the youngest billionaire ever, and then they retracted their statement and said that she wasn't technically a billionaire because of logistics and semantics? What a crazy time to be alive. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. I don't even know if that was in 2020. I'm pretty sure it was in 2020 or 2021. Who knows? So much has happened since, you know, <laughs> that whole story. But... Aside from that, let's get into, you know, some stories. By the way, you might hear my laundry machine in the background because the girl's got to do laundry. Also, you might hear a little bit of construction because the unit next door is sort of renovating itself, getting a little facelift. So you might hear a little bit of hammering or, you know, jackhammering or the drilling. But that's okay because, you know, I live in a condo building and that's, you know, the way things work around here. So without further ado, everybody... Let's get into our first story today. The, the most exciting news—I literally cackled and screamed when I saw this story. When I woke up, is literally the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes, aside from TikTok and Instagram, and that is, of course, Rihanna is pregnant, expecting first baby with A. Sap Rocky. Now, let me tell you something. I've been a fan of Rihanna since *Panda Replay*, *SOS*, um, like her early days when she first came onto the scene. I literally can remember where I was. I was sitting in my parents' driveway. In 2005, maybe, I just got my driver's permit, and I was sitting with my dad and my two of my girlfriends, and S, or upon a replay, our SOS came on, on the radio, and I was, like, literally screaming because I was literally driving in a car, ready to, like, hit the road, and it was, like, iconic, and that's a very poignant memory, and it was so long ago, but it's, it's, it's I associate Rihanna with, like, iconic moments um and that's just you know whatever but anyways I guess she's pregnant and I'm living for it and I'm loving for it and you know let's just read the article SOS please Rihanna's pregnant The superstar singer and her artist boyfriend ASAP Rocky are expecting their first child together the couple confirmed in photos obtained by E! News in the pictures taken in New York City over the weekend and published on Monday January 31st Rihanna can be seen showing off her growing baby bump as ASAP Rocky kisses her forehead so cute this pregnancy news um, comes two years after the longtime friends ignited romance rumors. The speculation, which followed shortly after her split from Hassan Jameel, started after the stars were spotted spending time together in NYC. However, at the time, Rihanna wasn't looking for a serious relationship. As one source explained in eNews News in 2020, quote, Rihanna is single. She just got out of a long, intense relationship with Hassan. She wants to be single and isn't going to jump into something. She's hanging out with ASAP Rocky, but she is not dating him. Over the time, though, the sparks between Rihanna, thirty-three, and ASAP, also thirty-three, became hard to deny. During a May, twenty twenty-one interview with G- GQ, excuse me, ASAP couldn't help but gush over his girlfriend, or quote the love of his life as he called her. When asked what it felt like to be in a relationship, he told the outlet, "Quote so much better, so much better when you got the one." She amounts to probably like a million of the other ones, I think. When you know, you know. She's the one. By the way, these photos are gorgeous. I mean, Rihanna's wearing this pink puffer jacket. She's a Chanel belt. Her hair is gorgeous. It looks like it's snowing, and her baby bump is out for the world to see. I don't think it's there's no specifications on how far along she is, but to me, she looks gorgeous. And she's glowing, and... I love this journey that Rihanna's had, and I'm really, really happy for her and ASAP Rocky. I don't know much about him, but I know a lot about her, just, you know, from the news and stuff. She's an actress. She's a singer. She's a fashion designer. She's a, you know, Fenty beauty makeup guru. She's everything and more, and her child, um, whether it's he, she, they, them, whatever they're, is, it's, I, like, what a life, you know? And I just, I couldn't be happy, happier for our girl. And this is just news that I want to start our, our, my week off, but I hope you want to start your week off, with because you want good things for the people you love and idolize and... You know I love Rihanna's music, and I, I she's notoriously like sort of not. Hold on, I'm gonna have a sip of my coffee because like I need something to drink. My mouth is getting very dry talking about this exciting, exciting news. Hold on. Mm. You want only good things for the people you love, and Rihanna's just one of those <clears throat> superstars. That's not even a superstar. She's like super, 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 superstar, and. I just send so much love and excitement for her in this journey, and seeing her as a mother is going to be iconic. And, you know, it's like Rihanna's one of those gals, like Rihanna, gals, queen of the people, you know, woman of the people. She's like a normal girlie who's always out and about being paparazzi, going to restaurants in Santa Monica in New York. She's clearly by Coastal. She's a jet setter. She's an icon. She's a queen. And this is just wonderful news. So obviously, if any more updates come out with pertaining to this iconic queen and her mans, you know, we'll talk about it, so... Very exciting. Now, let's get to our second story of the day. A little bit of a change in uh, subject matters, but this, of course, this came across my desk this weekend, and I was going to jump on on Saturday and actually do it. Oh, no, this came Sunday. It actually was yesterday, or it was Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. But that is the, the... Scary news, of course, that Lisa Vanderpump was hospitalized for Broken Leg after being thrown off horse. Very, very scary. Now, as we all know, LVP, you know, one of the original OGs of the Beverly Hills Housewives franchise, is a huge animal lover. She has Vanderpump dogs, she loves dogs, you know, Jiggy. You know, she's just an outspoken queen for the animals of the world, which I really, really love. Um, even though, you know, she was a little bit shady on the Housewives franchise. But this is, um, you know, pretty scary news. So I read this originally on TMZ, but paid, I, the article I happened to Pull up it was from page six, by the way. You can hear my washing machine like literally going crazy in the background. But girl makes some clothes. Okay. This is one time she might not get back on the horse. Lisa Vanderpump was horseback riding at the paddock in Los Angeles Sunday when the horse she got on got spooked and bucked her off, TMZ reported. An eyewitness told the outlet Vanderpump rules, the Vanderpump rules star flew over the horse's head and landed on her back. Vanderpump 61 reportedly broke her leg in two places just above her ankle and also sustained bruising to her back. Oh my gosh. Um, Pump 61 reportedly broke her... Oh, I just read that part. Sorry about that. An ambulance transported the Bravo Loverty to the hospital with her husband, Ken Todd, following closely behind... Actually, fun fact! I forgot to tell you guys this. When I was driving this weekend, I was driving down Doheny. If you guys know where that is, and if you're from LA, you know. But if you don't know, it's this. I was going from Sunset down Doheny to, uh, Santa Monica, because I had to go to Petco, or PetSmart, whichever one is there on that corner. And... There was like a little bit of traffic, and there was a, there was like a, a thing where someone in the opposite lane could cut across, and I, I like stopped, because obviously I'm like a really nice person, even though usually like nine times out of ten I'll just keep going, because girls got places to go, and people to see, and a white Range Rover was literally cutting across, and I looked in the window, it was a little bit tinted, but I could still see it was Ken Todd, I was like, oh my god, Ken Todd, girlie, hey girlie, um, maybe he was going to see Lisa, I don't know, anyways... Um, the site reported she'll undergo surgery and will be fine once she recovers. The accident must have come to a shock to Vanderpump as she has been riding the horse in question for six years. The Vanderpump didn't immediately return Page Six's request for comment. The former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star's passion for horses and animals in general has been documented for years. In May 2020, the reality TV star shared a photo of herself watching a dramatic episode of Vanderpump Rules surrounded by her two miniature ponies, Diamonds and Rosé, as well as at least one of her dogs. Um, well, I'm first of all, I'm I, I'm very happy to hear Lisa's okay. Um, because obviously, you know, being buffed from horses is really scary. You know, they're big they're big creatures, they're tall and you know, thank goodness it was just her leg. It could have been far worse. And um but I'm sure Lisa understands that animals, you know, they're they're animals. They they have if they're spooked they're gonna protect themselves. It's their instinct, uh, natural instinct to kick into like protective gear, so but anyways, I'm really glad to read that she's a kid. And I, I love reading about Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, I obviously don't love reading that she got bucked off a horse, but I do love reading about her. I love her. She's iconic. She's a queen. And I saw a video on TikTok this weekend or a couple days ago. It was like a really funny clip of when Adrian Malouf used to live across from LVP. Um, and like literally Adrian opens her gates in front of her massive compound of a house, crosses the street and opens the gates to Lisa's compound of a house and just to go over there. It's so iconic and so funny. And, um... I miss the early days of Beverly Hills Housewives. It was, like, such an iconic time. But, you know, it's still great. And I've he- been hearing a lot about, you know, I'll talk about Erica Jane's story later in the week. I just, I didn't pull it up today because I, I wanted to, like, talk so much about Euphoria and whatnot. But anyways, yes, girl, yes. Okay, this brings us to our third story of the day, which, of course, has to do with Euphoria. Episode 4 streamed last night, you guys. I can't even tell you how amazing the show is. Sam Levinson is iconic. Sydney Sweeney is so great as Cassie's. Zendaya is amazing as Rue. Alexa Demi is amazing as Maddie. Jacob Lorty is incredible as... Um, Nate, and Eric Dane is just stellar as Cal, the seriously disturbed and issued data. But, um, if you're not watching the show, I highly suggest it. It's very, very—trigger warning for the show, if you haven't started. It's very disturbing. It's—it's—it's it's, it's very heavy emotionally. It has a lot to do with mental health, uh, drugs, sex. It's—it's it's a very dark—I I don't know dark, but it's a very real show. I, I guess that's the only word I can sort of think when I talk about the show. It's, it's super real, super raw— And the act is incredible, and I'm just telling you, HBO Max, or HBO, whatever, I guess they're in the same family, literally, I think, is the best streaming service ever. They have the most premium content from, of course, Game of Thrones, Sex and the City, and just like that, uh, The Gilded Age, uh, um, The Comeback, like, HBO really is, like, its own caliber of, like, incredible with, with regards to the type of content that they allow on their network. It's incredible. Um, sopranos I mean Iconic But anyways This is from the Hollywood Reporter Eric Dane opens up about his Unraveling on Euphoria Okay By the way This story This is what the article says This story contains Spoiler for the third And fourth episodes Of season two Of HBO's Euphoria the second season of Euphoria, HBO's popular high school drama, has spent time delving into the mind of one of the show's adult and most loathsome characters, Eric Dane's Cal Jacobs. Throughout the third and fourth episodes, the latter of which aired Sunday night, viewers of the Sam Levinson series came to come to understand how Cal's past remains very much present as Cal's life continues to become more intertwined with that of his wayward son, Nate, Jacob Alorty. Euphoria travels back in time to tell a queer love story. By the way, this was so beautiful. Literally, everybody was quaking, and I was, like, literally bawling my eyes out. Episode three... Ruminations, Big and Little Bullies. Opens with Zendaya's Rue narrating Cal's high school experience. Quote, he spent every day with his best friend Derek, young Cal, and um, Derek were on the wrestling team, and they spent a majority of their time together. Cal is seen lusting after Derek, even after he meets a young Marsha, who's his wife, who will eventually become his wife, but hides his feelings under the eye of his disapproving and strict father. On graduation night, Cal and Derek celebrate at a gay bar outside. Uh, outside of town... Um, where they share a dance in the first kiss, which is to this, like, iconic song, 80s song. Before Cal is is able to soak in the joy of finally being with Derek, however, he wakes up to a call from Marsha, who's his wife, who tells him she's pregnant. Quote, there are causes and conditions to what made Cal, Cal and I think watching episode three, you get... By the way, sorry, you hear a little bit of construction in the background, but I will do my best to talk over it! Um, And I think watching episode three, you get a lot of insight as to how he became who he became, Dane tells The Hollywood Reporter. Continuing quote, it doesn't explain all of it, you know. I think at a certain age we are responsible for taking care of our own shit, and it's incumbent upon us to do so. We're no longer able to blame things on our parents. Um, but the fact that Cal has been reprising excuse me, repressing his sex repressing his sexual identity doesn't excuse the things he's done, Dane explains, quote You're not going to walk away from this thinking, oh, Cal, what a great guy. I get why he does the things he does, and it's excusable. Dane says, but there is some insight to give the viewer a better understanding. I don't condone his behavior. I don't advocate his behavior. But then again, it's not for me to judge. In Sunday's episode, Euphoria explores how Dane's Cal is still dealing with the fallout of losing Derek and having to deny who he is in his adult life. When the pressure becomes too much for him, he finally breaks down. He returns to the bar where he... And Derek spent graduation night, gets drunk, and dances on the same floor with another man, but imagine, imagine this Derek, he has, like, an hallucination, it was super romantic, by the way, they did TikTok about it, check out my TikTok at Andrew Dimitri. shameless plug, um, quote, I thought I lost you, he says, picturing his once best friend, um, after Cal and the man stop dancing, the man asks him if he's crying, which he is, and then Cal tries to wrestle with him like he used to with Derek, when the bouncer tells him to leave the bar, he tries to wrestle him too, which was, like, super, like, embarrassing, but, like, I totally get it, because he was drunk and, like, hallucinating, he was, like, living in a different era of his life, it is eventually kicked out. Cal heads home and cracks under the weight of it all. He enters his house and begins to... And begins manically laughing Well, It's a little bit grotesque, but urinating in the foyer. And when Marsha, his wife, asks what's wrong with Cal... Um, with his, you know, male um, part hanging out... Which, by the way, everybody was, like, freaking out about... Because they were like, Eric Dane, is that your pee-pee? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> cover that up, girl. But, uh, you know what? I, I, was, I was thinking about this and a lot of people sort of have the same response... That, you know, so many shows and whatnot... Game of Thrones, you know specifically, you saw you saw a lot of Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen. You saw her fully undressed, and it's about time that men have to be held to the same standard as women in terms of like nudity and whatnot, because it's not right that women have to carry the brunt of everything. All by the way, you hear my laundry machine, you hear the construction outside. I get it, I get it. There's a lot of noise in the background, but you know what? We live in an imperfect world. Um, anyways, but the fact that Eric Dane's um male member was hanging out for like a full five minutes, I was like, what the hell, and I like literally had to cover my eyes, but it was like, literally loving the scene because his acting was so good. Anyways, I digress once again. Um. Uh, basically He like Freaks out Admits to having slept with man And you know Talks about the hypocrisy Of one of his sons Who looks at Very grotesque pornography Nate Jacob Lordy, How he has all these secrets So Nate and his brother Are standing on the top of the stairs He's like insulting his wife And he walks out of the house And then we end the episode With this, with this incredible montage Which was so great But the, the real Like takeaway from the episode Was there's this image Of Sydney Sweeney Who plays Cassie In like a bush of roses looking like a piece of like a Monet artwork it was iconic it was so good and I really really think you guys should watch the show because every character brings their weight every character carries their own it's so good it's so iconic and I just I I can't even believe that there is a show that is that amazing in the world that makes you think about it days and days and days after (sighs) so congratulations to the entire cast and crew and you know writers and everybody it's it's just such a great show Okay, this brings us to our fourth and final story of the day. Um, a little bit of fellow podcast news. Uh, famously, Joe Rogan has had uh, sort of a controversial opinion about COVID 19, the pandemic. And, you know, he's had different guests on his um, massively successful Spotify show that have presented varying opinions that many doctors and uh, medical professionals, medical professionals, excuse me, and scientists t- vehemently deny and disagree with. And,. Um, You know, there's obviously been some fallout with Spotify, Neil Young, famous, famous, very successful musician, pulled his music from the network, and I guess they lost $2 billion in revenue. But anyways, Joe Rogan is apologizing. Quote, I'll balance controversial COVID theories with mainstream science. All right, this is from TMZ, by the way. I don't know if I already said that. Joe Rogan vowed to do better in the wake of criticism his podcast is spreading. Sorry, Joe Rogan vowed to do better in the wake of criticism his podcast is spreading COVID misinformation. And he says he knows how to make things better and more responsible. Rogan broke his silence. Sunday, um, this after Neil Young and others yanked their music off Spotify in protest. Rogan said he's down with Spotify's disclaimer when when guests go against prevailing science, a disclaimer urging folks to talk to their physician. The disclaimer will also note the views discussed are contrary to those of experts, but Rogan went further acknowledging he should have done more, like immediately after saying goodbye to a guest who goes against the grain, he'll bring on someone with mainstream views. He'll say he will do that from now on. Rogan was contrite telling Spotify he was sorry. The platform has taken heat over his podcast. Joe also said he's a huge Neil Young fan and has no hard feelings towards him. Uh, That said, Rogan began by saying the term quote misinformation is relative. He says some of what was considered irresponsible to say early on in the pandemic has become a conventional point of view. The theme of Rogan's post is that he acknowledges he makes mistakes and says he's frankly shocked he finds himself in the position he's in with millions who listen and many who are influenced by what he says. Now, I'm not here today to, like, Uh, preach or, you know, push my views on anyone. I happen to be triple vax and I do believe in the science and theories of everything. Of course, I'm not a scientist and I'm not gonna go against what millions and millions of professionals are saying to do, because that's not the kind of girly I am. But everybody in this world is allowed to have their own points of view and you know, even if people really strongly disagree with it, you can't it's like, you know, it's a really sticky thing, but I, I understand at the end of the day, this is a really refreshing thing to see, and I just watched this uh, clip on the view of the girls talking about this, which I loved, and I highly, highly, highly uh, related to this, and they're all saying it's refreshing to see someone who has presented such opposing views to, like, the mainstream, quote-unquote, POV about all this, apologize and say, I'll do better. I'm going to, if I'm going to welcome those on my show who present uh, points of view that aren't uh, um, validated or... Authenticated, I guess, by scientists and those who are actually in the thick of working with the with the pandemic and COVID and everything. I'm gonna then bring people on who are, and that's what we want to see: people who are open and receptive to dialogue. Not he didn't. I mean, of course, we don't know what Joe Rogan was thinking behind closed doors, but I think Spotify probably gave him a huge slap on the wrist because they lost two billion dollars in revenue. And let me tell you something: two billion dollars, even if you're as 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 successful as the company of Spotify, is a lot of coin, girl. Now let me tell you something, I really like Joe Rogan, I don't listen to his stuff, but I, I like that he is, I really, really like people who are truly authentically themselves, even if I disagree with their politics or, you know, belief systems about things, I really admire, it's a, it's a great quality and a redeeming quality, and I'm the type of person that even if you politically are on an entirely different page than I am, I like and welcome your authentic point of view. I may not agree with it, it may piss me off, but I like hearing about it because I'm, I'm sure I... It's like, I like one show that somebody else might not like, just like somebody might like one show that I don't like, but I like hearing about it and why they do it, you know, and all that stuff. But I realize that I'm like a unicorn and everybody is like a girly like me, so, but that's just me. (laughs) Anyways, everybody, that is our episode today, and um, I thought it was pretty well-rounded. Some really great stories to chat and chat about, and obviously there's a lot of, you know, just stuff going on in the news, and I'm going to, you know, continue to do my best. As I said, I will try and do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I will try, I will try, I will try, and if I don't, then, well, you know, don't hold me to the fire because girls got to win. But with that being said. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. As always, I am deeply appreciative. I'm Andrew V, the mistress of pop culture. You can stream my you can you can my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Netflix Radio, iTunes, podcast app, basically anywhere a podcast stream. So, with that being said, have a fabulous Monday. Um, be happy, love, live, let live, live life. You know whatever that stupid saying is. You know the mantra I'm talking about. Have a fabulous day, everybody, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye.